Blog Talk Radio. Nothing you say is heard, and nobody cares if you heard. I know how it seems, and nothing but screams, but take it from me.
but I'm not going to be promoting the show, not going to be sharing the show, not, nothing like that. Um, you know, like, well, it was a week ago tonight. Okay, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say what this is about. Let me clear my throat. Uh, you know, I'm going to be talking about Michelle here for the next few minutes. Um, who, um, everyone I know, I'm friends with, knows, and um, a lot of them have known her or closer to her than I even was. So uh, last Tuesday night, when we got since this happened, like I, I just, I just, I, I can't. But, but um, yeah, last Wednesday I was supposed to do our next show. Um, everything that's gone on with her, you know, with Facebook and. crossing any lines here, anything I say about anything in regards to her because everyone's already said it and everyone's already read it. You know, I've I've stayed relatively quiet about this. So I just need to do this radio show right now and, and put this out there. I'll say first of all that I was really fucking happy that you know, what I expected to happen didn't happen. Like uh hundreds of people came on the internet feeling just as shocked and upset about this news as I as I am. I thought, you know, people would be trying to uh, shit on her, basically, like, oh, you know, wants the drugs and all this stuff, and, you know, but uh, quite the opposite, like, uh, everyone's just in shock, and it's terrible, and uh, she has a lot of friends, you know, <laughs> like 300 people listen to our radio show, <laughs> like the one I did with her and we were going to keep doing it like Wednesday night was supposed to be our next one. She thought that she wouldn't be able to do it, though, because she thought she'd have to do 30 days in jail for this one last case. And, and you know, that, you know, was why I was talking to her one week ago to the very moment. She was like, yeah, you know, I have court in the morning. But then it got dropped down to just, uh she wanted to do weekends, so they approved that, 10 weekends in jail. So... Last Tuesday, when it was like, are you going to be able to do do the show? She was like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when uh, when the day came around and I was, you know, supposed to do this radio show with her, but she's now dead. So I didn't do the show and I didn't watch Empire when it was on at 9 o'clock on Wednesday night because that I already knew that would be too weird. Like uh, I was talking to a Sandman's sister writing her back and forth like just keeping myself busy you know because I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be watching Empire at 9 o'clock like I normally do because every week when it goes off the air I'm talking to Michelle about it <laughs> and, and Michelle I, I knew it was going to be too weird but then uh, around 1 o'clock in the morning I finally watched it and something that she wanted to happen on the radio show happened like <laughs> on last week's episode and that was when I went from being in shock and not knowing exactly what happened. I still don't know exactly what happened or how she passed and died. But, uh, yeah, of course, I know that uh, heroin and or drugs or something in, in, in that form was was the cause and involved. But, uh, yeah, that's when I finally cried was Wednesday night. Um after I watched Empire around one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, but 
because uh, something that she talked about on my radio show and hoped to see happen. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to have a big bowl of popcorn. Like, uh, yeah, that was a, that was bad. <laughs> like, uh, that's when I finally broke down. I was like, yeah, I really hope there is a heaven. <laughs> you know, she got to see it just now. <clears throat> yeah, as far as the yeah, circumstances of, of her um, death and everything, like, uh, I haven't tried to contact anybody or keep up in the past couple of days. Like I, I was just been keeping myself so so damn busy. I mean, all these people going back and forth like that. Nothing is going to bring her back. Um, to say some things about her. Um, yeah, we're we're planning to do this radio show now for uh, after you know everything. Like I was I was telling her the numbers, you know, as we went along, like, uh, whatever, 60 people listened live, now 100 people heard our show, now 200 people heard our show, 252 people now listen to it, like, I was, I was all happy, like, sharing the numbers with her every day and shit, like, how many people listen to our show, and, uh, can't wait to do the next one here, uh, you know, over these last, because there's only three episodes left at the time, so we were like, yeah, we gotta do the show every week, because, you know, it's coming down, so it's a fucking end of the first season uh, and she was really excited about it and uh, I remember her telling me live on the air you know after her first show like you know just just thank you for you know doing this and I was like so much fun and all like uh and then you know a week ago today just just something like this like her hitting like <laughs> you know on on whatever comment I left on something and like uh, that being the last time that that's ever gonna happen, like that that kind of stuff gets to me. Like, uh, like I just talked to you last night. You know, we were just communicating and on the Facebook and you know doing all this and supposed to do a radio show tomorrow. And it's like uh, how quickly life can be taken away. And literally a week before that, I had just recorded my outro for my new album that I did. And um, I was talking all about this, this kind of stuff. And I literally say what I was about to play. I was about to play my outro because I think I may have spooked myself. Like, uh, you go knocking on death's door and death may come. I don't, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anyone to, you know, know to die. You know, it's just crazy. Like, a couple more things about her before I play this uh she uh, was seeing and dating one of my uh, uh, members of my group, CFG, uh, Sandman, <laughs> Jason. Uh, she was with him for a long time, like uh, 2011, 2012, 2013. I don't know. It's just like this. Two, whether it's two years of their them being involved, or you know, a year and a half, whatever it was. Can't really put it down, but. Uh, she was always at the shows, like every when he was uh, opening him, Save Your Soul, at the uh, Twister show at Evolution. She was at VIP with her Sandman. You know, anytime she was at these shows, you know, right when she saw me, she'd come up to me and uh, give me a hug. And then uh, I was at Chipotle with my mom. I used to go to Chipotle, you know, twice a week before they fucked up their margaritas and brought that Patron margarita in a week as fuck. And Dustin's not the manager at Chipotle on Georgeville anymore, so I don't even fuck with it like that. No, I just go to Fiesta Mariachi's on there, get a bottle of Jose Cuervo, and 
drink at home. <laughs> but yeah, for a while there, Chipotle margaritas was the thing to do. <laughs> you get a couple of those, they're really strong. And I was telling a Sandman about them, and then, you know, one day he shows up at Chipotle with Michelle, and, you know, they got the margaritas, and, you know, we're there with me, him, uh, her, and my mom, and, you know, Michelle's just so nice and sweet, and, you know, again, like, hug me and say goodbye and stuff. And my mom even got jealous at one point, like, why did she hug you, or not me? <laughs> but, like, you know, different different other things and, and memories and of course, you know, when people break up and you know, you gotta try to take sides or whatever, you know, like I'm at the casino with Sandman, he's fucking like uh mad mad at Michelle or I'm at Chipotle the one time she's not there and you know, they're yelling at each other on the phone or whatever. <laughs> like well, that's all basic relationship stuff, why I don't have relationships anymore. <laughs> you know, but I was really happy that no one was just trying to you know, trash her or shit on her memory or, or anything like that. I don't know exactly why or what happened. I know that uh, heroin is, is a, uh, I guess, the hardest drug to get off of. I also know she was dropping clean piss twice a week. and uh, It seemed to everyone that she had her life together and that's why this was so shocking you know someone's using drugs and like you you wouldn't be surprised if they die like uh, maybe two years ago like I've told some people like nobody would have been surprised at all if uh, Michelle died but it was definitely a big shock now uh, yeah again how do you uh, come on the air and do a show you know that's why I labeled this the sad show I didn't label it I was going to be talking about Michelle and everything because how do you even do that you know people are just going to be like well he's just doing that because this happened and he wants you know numbers or he's trying to fucking do this or that like uh, that's why I didn't do it so like I may have come on the air uh, the next night and talked like everything I'm telling right now like uh, and said this but uh you know, I know that everyone will look at me like, oh, Gary's only doing it because, well, you know, and that, that's that's what's fucked up, you know. The, so I'm coming on at 1.30 in the morning, and I'm I'm not going to be sharing this, promoting this, you know. Like I said, like, uh, yeah, I know people would like to probably listen to her last recording and her talking for 45 minutes, but I haven't, you know, posted it on our page or nothing because, like, again, you know, People are just kind of saying, oh, that's just this guy trying to take advantage of this, which is anything further than the truth, uh, further from the truth. Um, so that's why I, I made that decision. Unfortunately, a decision I had to make because, you know, you know, that's how crazy life is. And I done my outro on this album I made talking all about this, how it could be any one of us on any given day. So I'm about to play a right now on you know, fuck up. oh shit yeah see not gonna ignore or deny the fact that you know the inevitable has happened it's the fucking end of this album that's it but you know sitting here what else could it possibly be the end of I don't mean to come off really gay 
And I don't care who I say with that, by the way But I appreciate everybody that ever Got a Jamie Joshua CD I'd never be able to say in words how much it means It's like trying to explain the fat of guest jeans Years ago when everybody just wanted to have guest jeans And that triangle they had on the ass on the back pocket As much as everybody wanted those I guess is what I'd say To try to process this feeling I get When people can't wait to get my new shit And they love it and they listen to it Me being responsible for something that even made one fucking person Feel better, have fun is what made it worth it to me And I don't mean to be emotional right now But this could be my last CD The fact is, we could die any day Everybody gets sad when they hear someone they know died But nobody ever stops and says Hey, this could be me tomorrow Cause nothing is promised in life You could be the one everybody's talking about That got taken away from us Could happen right now It's horrible to think about But that's the reality of the situation yeah, like, this outro could literally be my outro. I could, like, choke on some shit right now and fucking fall over and die, you know? So not gonna say, you know, nothing about everybody that's already passed away. I'm talking to everybody listening to this right now, because we're next. Like, I hated his guts before he got here. I hated his guts when he got here. And I hated, and I hated him twice as bad when he left. When he got sick, I, hel- I hoped he died. I'm not a hypocrite. If I don't like you, I don't like you. And if I don't care for you while you're here, I certainly ain't going to care for you when you die. Yeah. Kenny Starmaker Bowling there at the end on that uh, skit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, laughing about it. But I'm also trying to tell everybody, like, yeah, like, this could be us any day. You know, the fact is we could die any day. Everybody gets sad when they hear someone they know died. Nobody ever stops and says, hey, this could be me tomorrow because nothing is promised in life. Like, that's that was my point I was trying to drive home. Like, yeah, this probably is my last album because you, know, you got to look at everything like that. Like, we could die any day. Not knowing that, uh, you know, less than a week later after I recorded that, then somebody I am now doing my radio show with on a regular basis is going to die. Never knock on fucking Death's Buller. I guess uh, Tupac did it a lot. So I happened to have um, Biggie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, this is a, a sad. It's getting a. Uh, I just like. Uh, I still kind of hope that, uh, like, for the first day, I was like, yeah, um, really hope that I'll see her on there tomorrow. Like, uh, what the fuck is all this? I died. Stuff uh, perfectly fine. Like someone hacking it into her Facebook or something. So, um, yeah, um, I'm, um, yeah, I'm gonna right now. I have another song queued up to play because I had a feeling that this would happen. But I, I just want to um, say that uh, all the people that uh, knew were even uh, just as good as I did, or even longer than I did. Um, it, it sucks. It's, it's, it's shitty. You know, like, uh, I've been pretty fortunate in life to where I haven't lost a whole lot of people that I know. You know, like uh, my cousin Travis recently was the last uh, showing and uh, things like that that I went to. And yeah. Uh, that's is shitty. Um, my, uh, played the uh, Smile at Your Soul song at the beginning and telling you to stay alive, you know, like, uh, even if you don't want to, even if you want to kill yourself, because 
it's almost over now anyway. Like, we're all going to die anyway. And it's like, no point in killing yourself. Like, but, yeah, I'm going to bring the mood up here a little bit now, play a song that I really like from uh, Protégé. And uh, I really need to follow up on this. I need to have Protégé on my damn radio show here. I asked to, uh, because I know our manager, James Marshall, uh, asked him like one time last year, like uh, about having her on my show, and he told me when, and uh, you know, I don't even know if I even wrote back or nothing, because I'm slacking a lot of times, you know, trying to do too much shit. But uh, hopefully have her on someday, Mary. She's, a, again, like another sweet, awesome girl, very talented. Um, um this song, this particular song, I've seen her perform it live. It's uh, even better live than on the song. <laughs> um, it's her making everyone in the fucking building happy. <laughs> it's like, uh, you gotta love that. When uh, the song itself is the shit, but then, like, performing it live, you know, like, Daughtry is really bad live. Like, uh, I like some of their songs on, on CDs, you know, and then they... Chris Daughtry singing it live. It's just balls kind of flat and shit. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll pick this back up. Uh, uh, I was thinking about everybody I've ever kicked when I, like the asses. I've <laughs> like I've kicked some ass in my uh, teenage years. Like I don't fight now as an adult. I don't get into physical fights or anything. But I was thinking of earlier, like uh, about yeah, the the stories to tell about what I've actually kicked people's asses and stuff in life <laughs> when I was a teenager. So I'm going to come back after that and uh, try to pick up the mood a little bit. Here's a protege talking about the perfect boy.
Yeah, protege, perfect. On Jamie Joshua Live. Yeah, so let me uh, regroup here, and um, I was laughing earlier tonight, like at the idea of doing a show called Jamie Joshua Live fights that I've won, and then putting you know in the details about the show. Uh, this will be a really short show. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, after work, I I like to drink beer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, fights. uh, Again, as an adult, my one goal in life is to not go to jail. So clearly you cannot fight, you know, a person in public or whatever and kick their ass. Because more than likely you're going to get taken to jail, and jail is is terrible. So like it's just something I, I wouldn't do, like as a choice, if I could. Because <laughs> again, I'm I'm a, I'm a tall, skinny guy. I'm about one one eighty. I should be like two hundred ten pounds for my height. You know, I'm like six <laughs> two. Like you know, I don't think there's anyone right now that I can kick ass on. Like everyone could probably kick my ass. So I mean, like, like, a, if you have a problem with me, you know, you just, you just probably kick my ass because I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. <laughs> but yeah, um, there also may be another reason why I, I haven't been that, that scrappy guy, whether I can throw hands or not, or whether I could really kick kick ass on a guy or not. Because you know, again, like, I got the reach on most people. You know, I'm taller than most people that I'm around. But you know, like a, you know. I, uh, you know, Rob May told me once, you know, like when I was uh, having an argument with him back in like 2008, <laughs> we like, or like got mad at each other for like a little bit. He was like, dude, Jamie, you still have that mean streak in you. <laughs> but then like the low told me, uh, you're like a psychosis, you know, like people around would be afraid of what you're going to do because of how you are. <laughs> so like, uh, but uh, okay. Two of the people who've asked, I've actually like, there's two cases where I've actually kicked some guy's asses and uh, <laughs> again like a part of me wants to be proud of that that I actually did as a teenager kick some ass but then the other part uh, uh, okay I'll, I'll tell you each story and you know as they were uh, I know people listening live right now if anyone is probably 20 23 people listening live here late at night uh, I figured out my shows Jamie Joshua live they air live for a half an hour and then like any of the overtime if it goes over into the 45 minute mark then uh, you gotta you won't be able to hear it listening live you gotta wait till the show link is up and then you can hear the whole thing but so <laughs> now 10 seconds left so anyone listening live right now I'm gonna cut out but you can hear me my stories of me kicking ass here just click on the show link and listen later uh, there's a guy I was living in Hilliard. Um, I was 14 or 15 at the time, and uh, you know, ninth grade, whatever, living at uh, <laughs> Hilliard. A guy lived across the street for some reason. His name was Soda Man. I don't know if that was because he made comic books and the character was Soda Man, or I can't remember. But his, I remember his name though. His name was uh, Gary. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I have no idea how this happened. <laughs> no fucking idea whatsoever 
how we got into a fight. <laughs> but um, but it, he didn't hit me or nothing. But for some reason, I just grabbed his legs and put him in the Boston Crab. Now, the Boston Crab, for those of you who don't know that, it's a wrestling move. It's called the Boston Crab. Maybe if I say it's called the Walls of Jericho, you might know it if you watch wrestling and Chris Jericho's finisher. Basically, you pick their – you grab them up by the legs, you know, like uh, they go on their back. Then you got like each leg, like each ankle under your each armpit, and then you roll them over onto their stomach, and then you sit back. Right. Well, I've literally put a dude in that, like in a real fight <laughs> as a teenager. And I had him in the Boston Crab. And, um, uh, I have no idea. Like, I can't remember why. Like, I don't think he was even like, like really threatening me or whatever. I think he was just being a dick. <laughs> you know, smart ass. So I, I put him into the, uh, Boston Crab and, uh, sat back on it and everything and, and then I you know dropped it and you know walked off you know around to the side and he was just laying there and uh I was like uh yeah or <laughs> like bitch or whatever but then like uh he was just laying there like uh in pain and uh then I like walked across the street and went inside the house and looked out my window and he was still just laying there in the grass like, like, like laying there, like nobody around. But this dude I just put in the Boston crab was laying there, like, like, like he's fucking dead. Like I may have killed this dude. <laughs> so then, I really started feeling bad. Oh my god, he's just laying there in the grass, like, uh, like not moving, not not doing anything, not moving, not getting up, not like grimacing in pain, not holding his back or nothing, just laying in the grass. And then I started freaking out. I'm like, uh, and I probably just went and watched TV or something. <laughs> like, and, and here's the other thing. I never saw the guy again. Like, he lived right across the street. I put him in this move, probably uh, fucked his back up, or he passed out in pain or something. And someone, like, I don't know, maybe someone picked him up and put him inside. But, yeah, I never saw the guy again. <laughs> so I may have uh, killed the guy. <laughs> I'm laughing because that probably clearly didn't happen, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, all I know was, you know, after doing that and putting them in that fucking move, like, I felt really, really bad. Like, really terrible. <laughs> and, uh, again, at time, you know, it's probably like 13, 14. Then, uh, you know, again, as a teenager, uh, playing basketball all the time outside, and, you know, um, there was one guy, can't remember his name now. I want to say Mike or something. But I, yeah, he's a he just kept following me. <laughs> you know, the sounds like as like now I would not fight anyone. But back when I was a teenager, it was like, Oh, anyone fucks with me, it's going down. So, but I'm really not that guy at all. Like, uh, I stay away from that kind of confrontation. So I, I'm surprised, like, thinking about it, like, myself, you know, like, how I could even do these things at that age. Because, you know, you pretty much are the person. When you're, like, 16, 18, 21, like, you don't change a whole lot from that versus when you're 30, you know. 
But again, I felt bad when I put the dude in a busted crab and may have killed him. He was just laying in the grass like forever. <laughs> so this dude though, he 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 was a dick, you know, like uh you know, it's one thing, like you know, playing basketball outside, concrete, you know, street ball, no rules, you know. Like uh but he just kept intentionally fouling me. And this is like a chubby dude, you know, like chunky, you know, taller than me, everything. Just kept fouling me and you know I was like, you know, at some point I was like, well, if you do that again, I'm going to throw this basketball right in your face. <laughs> I literally did that. And everyone that knows me now would be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> Jamie Joshua would not do that. <laughs> he would not be that guy to go up to someone bigger than you and be like, yeah, if you do that shit again, you're going to throw this ball in your face. Well, keep in mind, I was, I was best friends with Danny, the uh, DRC, who – who, uh, you know, he kicked some ass in high school. <laughs> like, so, you know, maybe maybe that was part of it. Maybe, like, some of what he was doing was rubbing off on me. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no. But, but uh, so anyways, dude, just get, I, I remember I was wearing a, either a Bo Jackson shirt at the time. Again, this is how long ago it was. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> the nineties, you know. I'm, I'm young. <laughs> or Bo Jackson shirt or my uh Olympic Dream Team shirt that had like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and everybody on it. <laughs> so I'm like one of those two shirts, but pretty sure it was a Bo Jackson T shirt I was wearing because it was like blue. And the uh Olympic Dream Team shirt was like grey. <laughs> but Yeah, dude shirt. Yeah. So I was like, you did that again. I'm gonna throw this basketball in your face. And our, you know, we're playing a game. There was like six of us, you know, three on three. And uh, someone passing me the ball. I go to lay it up, and he just like smacks my arm, and you know, all of that. I took the basketball and did exactly what I said I would do. Took the basketball, threw it as hard as I could, right into his nose. His nose pouring blood immediately. He started like he, he touching his nose. All his blood was on his hand. He started wiping the blood on my shirt, like ah, ah, ah. And I'm like at this point, I'm like ah, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if he's gonna try to hit me or what. But he was just freaked out. You know, his nose was bleeding. He never imagined in a million years that Jamie, that this guy, would actually do what he said. You know. We were playing basketball like every Saturday out there, you know, day, you know, so like at twelve and twelve noon to eight or nine at night, you know, when we didn't have light or whatever. <laughs> I literally took the basketball and threw it, hit him right in the fucking nose, and he's wiping the blood on my shirt. <laughs> and again, this guy, I never saw him again either. <laughs> he never came out to the court. <laughs> Our plan was, uh, you know, either my brother or Durant, Jamar. I think uh, Beatty might have been out there before. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, and, again, I felt bad. I felt really bad as a young guy, a teenager, having hurt yet another guy. So, and, again, I don't know what happened to these people. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't come out or want to show their face because <laughs> Jamie Joshua put up a check. <laughs> So it's like a disgrace that you could never be able to live down. <laughs> Jamie fucks you up. 
know exactly what it was. Yeah, I was, I was laughing about that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> earlier tonight. Anyway, yeah, that's that's the. Uh, I'm gonna end this show. But again, like a, uh, you know, to to be that person that uh, you know, just getting an altercation with someone or to just start kicking my ass or something like I can't even imagine it just because of those two cases where I actually literally did like fuck someone up. <laughs> and how bad I felt after it, like, now, as, as a grown man or whatever. It's like, I just, I just, it's, uh, like, that happening early in my life, I just can't get it. Like, I don't, I know if you're, like, trying to threaten, like, my family or something, you know, then you have every fucking reason to, you know, get violent with someone. Just over, the, like, again, like, the guy putting the Boston crab and broke his back, or the guy, you know, broke his nose on the basketball court. Like, there's just, those weren't, Good reasons. <laughs> yeah, those are the two cases of fights I've actually won. And uh, oddly enough, you know, besides like brother uh, kicking my ass, like uh, I just don't get in fights. So, uh, you know, maybe my next fight, if I was pissed off enough like that, maybe I actually would win the fight. So maybe I shouldn't uh, shortchange myself. No, I get my ass kicked. <laughs> I can tell I had a mean streak. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that earlier tonight. I, I really want to get all of my life stories uh, kind of, like, documented at some point. Like, I've told a lot on this uh, radio show so far. Past uh, 14 months, now my 15 month being a broadcast journalist here. <laughs> so, uh, that's a... Uh, Jamie Joshua live for tonight.